Hello, everybody. This is Nick Savko coming at you from the Score on Air Network. We are updating our AFC North preview podcast now that the Deshaun Watson ruling has come out. I'm here today with Friar David Carter. Friar, my. <laughs> and our associate teacher, Adam Dell. Uh, you're a fryer because you deep fry those turkeys so well. Yeah, yes, I do fry deep fry <laughs> yeah. mean fry. Yeah, I'm actually gonna get one of those from you this year. So all right. you keep be updated on how all that goes. That'll work. Gotcha, bro. So guys, um, came down on Monday, six game suspension. I mean, this is you know a lot of a lot of people have a lot of thoughts. We last week we we just ran with six games and we happened to be correct. This this changes. I mean, it changes a lot. It, already, just reading stuff today, it has changed how I have interpreted a lot of what the Browns season has in store for them. But first thing is first. What do you guys think? Did the NFL get it right? Well, did they get it right? I. From what I've read, from what I've seen, a lot of the commentary, based upon what um, the judge had to deal with, based upon the NFL policy, NFLPA, and what they'd agreed to, I think they got it right. But is there more work to be done? I do. I do think they got it right. So, in a nutshell, so I, I'm going to get killed for this. I think they were too harsh. Really? Yeah. Too harsh. Too harsh. I don't think, for one, and I'm, again, please, women, don't hate me for this. There is not one out of the 20. You know they're going to hate you for this. I know. So. (laughs) There is not one out of the 28, 25, however many women accused them. I think the final, I'm looking here, and I see 24, but I I think the final number was 26. Okay, so over 20 women who accused them, how was one unable to provide any undisputable proof of what they accused him of. That sounds shady to me. The and the uh, the jury did not charge him. The district attorney did not charge him. Nobody could bring anything to him. So you're saying no charges. I'm there there are no charges from accusations. from legal no accus, accusations are one thing, but there's no charges. And I'm kind of what David was talking about based on what was agreed upon. Something happened where there was indisputable proof with Robert Kraft. What, two years ago now? Yeah. With the video? Right before the the 2019 Super Bowl. And he got nothing. Now, granted, that's an owner versus a player, but the the collective bargaining agreement means that owner discipline is used as a precedent for this. Well, we 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 were on the NASCAR track going left, and you just took a hard right. I know. Because what I said was, based upon what they, the agreement that they had, I think they got it right. However, um, hearing what you said, I, I, there was nothing, no one, they didn't press charges, but there were no criminal charges, went before a grand jury. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of things um, that I would have to say or speak to that about the whole charges and how the charges came about anyway. Yeah, that's always been a little bit of a fishy thing. It, it, was, it was very coincidental when... Those came out. Mm-hmm. So again, with every and I'm not a lawyer. I don't know much about law other than what I learned from Law and Order in Boston Legal. But there is no <laughs> indisputable Mason, proof. Remember, you know, I don't know. If oh, you know about Perry, Perry Mason. Mason. Okay. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, DJ Hooter. You know, William Shatner. Love him. Anyway, so there's not enough proof of anything. 
It's the optics. If they did nothing, there would be an uproar. There's already an uproar for six games. Yes. So I, I don't think – I think they, they had to do by the minimum because you can say his behavior wasn't meeting player conduct, which is a very loose umbrella term that they can put a lot under. So I, I don't think he should have gotten six games, but I think that they're happy with it. They're ready to move on and see what the NFL does by the end of day today if they don't appeal or not. One of the things that I was reading earlier and I do not – have in front of me so I'm going by memory was that well first off the NFL and NFLPA hired a retired federal judge because David as you and I were talking about when we talk about the history of Roger Goodell's rulings it's a moving goalpost every time and so that's where I think the NFL got it right and I don't want to give the NFL credit because of how much I feel they've gotten wrong, but because of all the moving goalposts in the back in the past, where Goodell would just try and rule on something based off of everyone's emotions and the uproar of the other owners and this, that, whatever. So he was playing politician by hiring an independent arbitrator, a retired federal judge, Sue L. Robinson, who. I felt it was just ironic that she is an undergraduate from University of Delaware, which happens to have the only female mascot in all of Division <laughs> One sports, the Blue Hens. So, <laughs> so, so it's a random fact. <laughs> I was going to say, so what does that have to do with... So, one of my best friends is from the state of Delaware. But the, it, it, again, why, Adam, why did you say that women were going to be upset at you? So it's like then all these ironies of hiring a woman federal judge, you know, who's from a state that has, you know, they push a lot. Like my friends, my one of my best friend's mother was... Uh, in, inducted into the National Field Hockey Hall of Fame for everything she's done with women's field hockey and athletics in Delaware. Um, it, you know, it's a very progressive state. So, and, you know, she, Sue L. Robinson did get her law degree from University of Pennsylvania. Um, but she was chosen by both the NFL and NFLPA. And she didn't seek outside counsel. She looked at everything by herself which is why like people were on pins and needles for the last couple weeks like where is she what is she gonna do you know everyone kept trying to you you saw on twitter everyone kept trying oh well i think it's gonna be nobody knew nobody knew until sunday night when she let i think it was josina anderson no all right i'm done so that made me feel good and comfortable what she and what i was reading earlier is that Deshaun Watson, because what was the situation in 2021? Either he was not put on the commissioner's exempt list or because he missed the entire season, but it wasn't through punishment. And what I was reading made it sound like had that, had he chosen to sit out, she could have taken that into account and given him no games. But because for whatever reason he didn't play, he still got paid. She's, you know, to her, it's like, all right, you know, like that's part of the reason why you're getting punished now, even though last year you sat out. So like, I'm sitting there like she really thoroughly took a lot into account. 
she felt like she wrote in her 16 page document or response that Watson's that uh, felt like Watson's were what he was accused of was the most egregious accusations than any before. She believed that Watson engaged in conduct that qualifies as sexual assault, conduct that possesses a genuine danger to the safety and well-being of another person, and conduct that undermines the integrity of the NFL. I mean, Do we are we putting integrity? Yeah, exactly. in air quotes, when we're talking right. about uh, the NFL right. as it relates to women's issues and domestic violence, etc. Integrity. That well, and what comes to my mind exactly air quotes with integrity because John Harbaugh of the Baltimore Ravens made a quote yesterday, made a comment talking about how us, you know, I'm so happy to work under Steve Bishotti. You know, we take all of this stuff into account ever since I've been a coach for the Ravens, yada, yada, yada. Well, he's been a coach at the Ravens since 2010, and the Ray Rice incident happened in 2014. So it's like, what, what, you know. I'm glad, I'm glad you brought that up because we're talking about the NFL. The NFL did very little to Ray Rice until the video came out. Yes. That's exactly yeah. that's exactly what I was going to say. And th- they knew it's very what convenient. happened. Yeah, yeah, they they knew what happened. It, the video did not show something new, but it showed us what happened. So then it became a bigger deal. Mm-hmm. So they had actually seen the video, right? Oh, oh I forgot about yeah, that. They knew what he did, but then when the video became public. That's when they reacted. Mm-hmm. Well, isn't that the same thing with the uh, Robert Kraft thing? There was video that was never made public. Like I'm next to positive that was the same thing where they had video of him going into the massage parlor and, you know, whatever transaction. Like they didn't have obviously video of what happened in the room, but of him, you know, paint. But yet none of that video ever hit the wave. Yeah, Kraft was in the room where it happened, little Hamilton reference. Um, <laughs> but I think there's a double standard here. Mm-hmm. And th- did the NFL get it right and the NFL Players Association get it right on this? Based upon the precedent, et cetera, I think they got it right as relates to this. But I think there's a double standard because the NFL owners are supposed to be held to a higher standard, if I'm not correct. You are. And so when they do something, I mean, there was something with the the Cowboys with one of their staff. Uh, Jerry Jones knocked up somebody was the alleged stuff who was accusing. He, he did that, and then there was someone him. else who was um, a, a part of the staff who was taking some upskirt. Um, oh yeah, well, oh, his, yeah. was so, it his son or no? It, no it was I don't want to say son, but I think it was his. Uh, Someone in his family, was, one of the women who was in his family. But this person conveniently retired, but they still had to pay some type of fine. But the NFL did nothing to Kraft or to the um, Cowboys organization, and these issues deal with women. So the hypocrisy and the double standard where they hold the players, I'm not, I'm not saying that we let them off the hook, but they come down hard on the players and they wink at the owners. Which is why... When we go back to the ruling, did the NFL get it right? The NFL has never gotten it right, which is why I felt like they did it right by hiring someone independent because Goodell was always the judge, judge jury, jury yeah. executioner. Yes, and he essentially works for the owners. 
You know, I, I mean, especially when Goodell does, you know, tries to have a good PR campaign, doesn't take any salary last year, so he works for free. Then it comes out about a week or two ago that he got $60 million in bonuses. So even though he's not getting a salary, right. you know, the, these, these owners are still giving him twice his salary in bonuses. Um, you know, so I, I don't, I don't want to give the NFL credit, but they did the right thing because what Sue L. Robinson also came out and said was, I mean, she was extremely rational about this. And in this world where everyone's so gender sensitive, people have come out and said, like, you know, it's the woman that's more emotional. It's the man that's supposed to be the rational thinking one. And Goodell has been very emotional about all of this, while Sue L. Robinson has, was the one who was very thorough. And she pointed out, she was very, she used her head. She didn't let the emotions get involved. She came up with six games. I don't think, it, I, I agree with you that she used her head, but I think more more so than anything, she went by the, the law. Yes. Mm -hmm. She was very rational very objective. She had personal opinions. She said what she thought Watson did was egregious, um, that it was predatory, but based upon the rules or the law, the, the what is it, the word I'm looking for, um, the agreement between the NFL and the NFL Players Association, that's what she had to go on. And so she went based upon that. I think had it been, had it been different, had the law, had the standard or the precedent been different, I think that Watson would have gotten definitely gotten more games, if not um, been suspended for the entire year. And if not just for the entire year, if he would have played at all. I agree. But she really went, and I, I to her credit, and I think a lot of, and I don't want to make this a gender thing, but, you know, a, a lot of women were saying, she's a woman. She should understand this is, this is egregious. How could she only, only how could she only give him six games? Mm -hmm. Well, and kind of going back to the double standard, a few years ago, Zeke Elliott, bringing up the Cowboys again, mm -hmm. at and a, a party, and a Buckeye, at a party, pulls a woman's top down in the middle of public. He just nothing for that. Mm-hmm. If we, and this this is a very slippery slope, if they start policing the actions of every player in the NFL... It won't exist. It won't exist. But at some point, there's got to be a separate... And, I'm, and, I, and please don't think I think Deshaun Watson's a good dude. He, that's not. But it is not the NFL's job to police every single thing they do. And if they do start doing that, there's going to be a... You're right. We won't have an NFL. Because what's the difference between... What happened, and then say what Urban Meyer did, yeah, down in Jacksonville, or, when he no, when, when, here, when in here in Columbus, but when he was <laughs> yeah, when he yeah. was coaching Jacksonville, I mean, how many players do you think are out at a club? They're drunk, cute girl dancing on them. She, they're rubbing their things on things. Like, is that assault? If the if the girl wakes up the next morning and regrets Isn't that it, what is that Hyde assault? Got himself in trouble with yeah. You know, and then he was confronted by the girl later. He pushed her off him. And everyone, you know, who I forget, Mindy Dreher. Yes. <laughs> you know, that. How do you remember these random trivial pursuits? <laughs> oh, because I've just had diatribes in my head where she's just not the brightest crayon in the box. Bless her heart. But how she <laughs> wanted to give the, a wait, play wait, wait, by the play. brightest. She's not the brightest in, crayon in the box. In the box. 
I haven't heard that one before. She wanted to give like a play-by-play, almost like it's like a running back breaking through a line. She tried to like, you're not talking about when the girl confronts him, pushes him, slaps him. I'm not saying anyone should, you know, hit anyone. But when you break down the video, Mindy, like... I mean, it's like what he did was self-defense. I, I you know. let's do hashtag Mindy and yeah. and see if we can get see right. if we can get her on this show. Yeah, I mean, get, get her to call in. You know, and then she would. It was like he pushes her away, but then she would sit by him, like see how he storms her face with. It's like no, he's backed up in a corner. Like I'm not condoning any of it, but yet, please be honest with your assessment. So then she was trying, she was the media member who was trying to be the judge, jury, and executioner. Here, we actually had somebody, and Sue L. Robinson did take note of Deshaun's excellent reputation prior to this being his first-time offender. And that's something... First-time 23 or 25 exactly. persons offender. Right. You and I were talking about this earlier. And we, we were using the Ben Roethlisberger as comparison where I forget the situation, you know, where he had some girl in a club and cornered her in the bathroom. And then you compare this to 26 different women. You know, it's one versus 26. Yet it's one accusation versus one accusation. And as you and I were saying, David, Deshaun, with the way – when you look at Cal McNair, and I forget his father's name, and just some of the... His father was the one in 2018 or 2019 who came out and made the comment, we can't let the inmates run the asylum. Oh, and, I remember that one. And yet everyone was like, whoa, what? Like, And, and he tried, had to clear... And he's had a lot of bad PR stunts where he's meant no harm, but it's like, dude, get some awareness, like something. Um, Bob McNair, or Cal McNair, I think Bob was his father. Cal McNair, if I'm correct, is, is your standard, like my father is this energy tycoon or something, it, something billionaire. He was on the Texas football team because of his father, never hardly played. He may have gone to Rice, I forget, one of the two. But he may be a smart businessman, whatever. He's, he doesn't have a lot of life and dealing with people experience. And that's made apparent when you hire Bill O'Brien to be your coach, <laughs> then make him your GM, and then you hire Bob Easterby, who's just another snake oil salesman. And they started making these trades where they traded uh, DeAndre Hopkins to the Cardinals for like a hand job and two bags of footballs. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, I want to know. Yeah. How, tell, I want you to tell me how you really feel about these. Right. Well, but I mean, like, like so they're they're literally trading <laughs> nothing for nothing. I mean, or no, no, they're trading one of the top receivers in. Uh, I mean, a guy, as the fryer, I'm going to start throwing holy water yeah. over there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, it's the first time hand job has been ever uttered in a store on our podcast that you know of. It's not going to be the last. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> And so, like, all of a sudden, it, it's like they're, they're getting back, like, a, a – they got back David Johnson, who was, like, coming off an ACL tear or something like that. And it's like you're trading one of the best wide receivers that your quarterback has phenomenal chemistry with. I can't remember if they were at Clemson together 
Um, I think they were. You know, they may not. Deshaun may not have been starting by then, but you know, you trade him away. You, you, the Texans were not drafting well. So what did Deshaun say? I want out. You know, he he's sitting there saying this franchise like they were up twenty one points on the Chiefs in the playoffs, and all of a sudden the Chiefs you know come back to win. Um, he 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 noticed like you're trading all of my assets away. This makes it that much harder for me. I can only do so much. So he wants out. He this comes out in March of twenty twenty one. So are you about to go down the road of conspiracy theory? Yes, I am, because. <laughs> It wasn't until 2020, it wasn't until Deshaun said, I want out, that all of these accusations came to be. And I I remember that um, pretty vividly because that's why I said kind of jokingly, are you going down the road of conspiracy theory? Because everything I'd known about and heard about uh, Deshaun Watson, model citizen, wonderful person, high character that's, and that's what everyone talked they about. Would, uh, they would do, they did documentaries, commercials with him giving back before he got the big payday. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the, the cafeteria women, he would go back there and donate half of his salary to them yes. to help them during cre- Really high character. He was, a model. he was the face of the Texans. And everything that I had heard about him. From I mean, from college to to being a citizen, uh, ingratiating himself to the culture of of, of the Texans, n- there was n- never an inkling of anything, even remotely. But the moment he asked for a trade, mm-hmm. the very moment, then every uh, from out of nowhere. There were all these accusations. I'm not saying that he was innocent. I'm not saying that he did it. I'm not saying that he didn't do it. But I'm just looking at the timeline. And it was very, it was awfully convenient. Very. Yes. That's all that I'm saying. It was awfully convenient. And if all these things were going on before, how could the Texans not have known about this if it were going on before? The whole thing. So They knew. They, 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 that's what also came out in all of this is that they knew. They said, well, why don't you use our masseuses? Why don't you? And this is where you feel like you have a personal connection with your coaches and you're like, nah, you know, I'm going to go do this my way. I'm going to meet whatever. That's the leverage that was held against him is that these, these multi-billion dollar companies, these franchises, they want to pick your brain. They want to know everything about you because you are an asset. And that's the hard part about all of this is that we, as people, have emotions. We don't want to feel like an asset. We don't want to feel like an inmate. We want a voice in these things. We have emotions. And yet, when Deshaun Watson, a guy who, David, you and I were talking about this, how I was mentioning to you, I've always been a big work done fan because of what he would take his salary and go into systemic communities and he would flip homes for people. And one of the homes that Deshaun lived in was a work done home. And one of the things we talk about, even with that, knowing that a high character guy, 
that Warwick Dunn is. And he yes. has, you know, if, if anyone, if you ever want to check out something, someone who's giving back, uh, check out Warwick Dunn. But one of the things when they were selecting of families, they would check the yes. character of the families, the person, um, how, what they're doing in the community. They yes. do background checks on them. Because they don't want to just give somebody a home who's going to use it. They don't want to throw good money after bad. Yes. You know? right. So that's, so. And so that's the thing. Work done has been a role model for him. And work done has been nothing but a hero to underprivileged communities, which is why exactly what she said. When Deshaun, he would give his salary to the lunch staff, and and he would go out and help. He had, and these were all things from when he was a rookie. These are leadership things. So it was, you know, I'm and I'm not. We don't know all these athletes that we want to praise them, and that's what the NFL wants. They want the good PR out there because they want the attention. Look at us. So, I mean, in all sports, that's what everyone, let, let's try and compete well, on good. Uh, uh, yes and no. That They want that, but they care about one thing more. Winning. Money. Winning. 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 But money comes with winning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if the, if the Browns end up with, they have a very talented roster around Deshaun Watson. If they end up winning the Super Bowl, None of this matters. You are correct. And it will all go away. Yeah, you'll still have people who are upset. You have people complaining, but that number will be a lot less. And Cleveland will embrace him like a god. I'm, he, I'm not arguing. If Cleveland. I know I know this is hard to say. Like It, it doesn't sound right coming out no, of vocal cords. Being a Browns fan, it doesn't. Being a Steelers fanatic. Okay. If, if the Cleveland Browns were to win a Super Bowl. Deshaun Watson would be, they might build a statue. They might name a massage parlor after him. Yeah. <laughs> they just might. It's like Wahlburgers, but Watson style. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's what it comes down to. And, and Haslam and uh, Barry, all of them, they know this. Story. It's not like they didn't know this PR storm wasn't at a time with Denny Watson, but it's just like the Eagles did with Mike Vitt back in the late 2000s. Yep. They knew what was coming by signing him. They didn't care because if he goes out and wins games, which he did. We can rehab your image. We correct. Can. And Watson, I don't think, like, what I was getting at is, you know, we all have dirt behind us. We all do, you know, to whatever scale it is. It, it, it's we all do, and sometimes I beg to differ. <laughs> I, I'm a friar. I'm a holy <laughs> you're, man. You're a pretty clean cat, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's that's me. No, I'm. But I mean, some, when that a, a lot of times when that stuff comes out and it's a scarlet letter and it shames us, it makes us a better person in the long run. Is that formula going to be here for Watson? That's his choice. You know, he has to choose to let it fuel him. It's like part of what was said that he has to stay to get massages. He can only use, you know, people from the Browns organization is what Sue L. Robinson wrote in part of it. Isn't that what he did in Texas? Well, exactly. Yes, the Texans facilitate. They need to get like some big German broad. It's like, hello, Dishun. It's time for what? It's time for massage. You know, but it's beyond all of that, it's like he has to now make the choice. Like, you know, is 
is this going to change? You know, is this going to, what's the calibrate, recalibrate? We saw uh, the best example I, that comes to my mind is Tiger Woods. You know, when everything came out, we're all sitting there as, as human, you know, sports fans going, what? Like Tiger with his Swedish blonde, not supermodel, but she could have been. I mean, and yet everyone had, that's the adrenaline that people want to, I'll push an edge. That's what made Tiger great, though. Whether it was a golfer where he was trying to, he was just pushing. How can I get that rush, that rush? How can I get? And then he took that same psychology off the course. And yet that's sometimes what makes you great is we saw it with Michael Jordan where everything he did he was competitive with. You know, I mean, that that's what. Your greatest strength can also be your greatest weakness. Yes. Very driven in everything. Yes. No, never satisfied in anything. Correct. Jordan with gambling. Yep. As yep. we, and we never know the extent of how much he gambled. How he, many he rumors gambled. have come out that that's why the NBA told him, dude, that, you need to step away for two years. So, and, you know, a lot of talk about his, um, his father, uh, his, you know, what went on with his father. Mm-hmm. And and who and how that might so all the all this whole narrative around that and so your your greatest strength can also be your greatest weakness at times and you're driven and so not, and so you have to find a way on the field and off the field to satisfy that drive but we're also but I think that we need to back up for just a moment because all these things are alleged. Yep, there are persons who said that he did grand jury. Criminally, they found nothing. And here we are in the court of public opinion. Uh, and this is a, one of the most difficult things that we've had to deal with in quite some time, pr- particularly concerning uh, the volume, the sheer number yep. of accusations that there are. But at the same time, I don't see it being out of the realm of possibility. And again, this is, I'm going to get letters. Here they come. <laughs> 25 women coming together. And yet he settled the civil lawsuits. I think there's one left at this point. Correct. Do you think it's out of the realm of possibility for 25 women in today's age with the way we can communicate and talk to each other and plan things? Hey, even if we, oh, we all give him a side, if we say this, even if it's not true, he'll settle just to make us go away. Mm-hmm. Again, is that what happened? I've no seen, idea. I've seen things happen like that. On a much, on a on a smaller scale, when there was nothing at right. stake, nothing really, no benefit other than to try and ruin somebody's life. Right. I've seen it. I've seen it happen. And the owner of an NFL team, do you not think they would have the pool to make that happen when they're mad their quarterback wants out from their team? Oh, a billionaire that has the assets and resources to yeah. Yes, I do. We're gonna get in trouble. The KJ is gonna have to hop on the show next. We're, we're, <laughs> Well, all right, we'll, we will go take a short break. We will look for KJ, and when we come back, we will we will further talk about the AFC North and the Sean Watson ruling. Thank you. All right, welcome back. If you're a genuine football fanatic, get your football fix from the Score on Air Network. Let me tell you why. You must check out Score on Air. On Score on Air, you'll get weekly highlights of some of the area's biggest football games. On scoreonair.com, you can listen to the radio broadcast of high school football's Game of the Week. And you can also get your weekly coverage of the Browns, Bengals, and the Ohio State Buckeyes. Follow us on Twitter at Your Score on Air or visit our website at scoreonair.com. 
Bet.com. Back to the AFC North Preview Podcast. Again, I am your host, Nick Savko, with Friar David Carter and Professor Adam Dell. I like that. Professor Yoda. I call him Yoda. You're the only person beside my wife who ever told me Professor. I like that. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm staying out of yeah, that. Yeah, yep, yep. I'll have to bless that. <laughs> hey, we're married. It's okay. It's okay. We're not. Well, no, me and my wife. I've got a lab coat. You know, I got the bit thick glasses as it is. I'm not going to even go there. You guys role play. This is recording. Let <laughs> no. me teach you about blackmail, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't care. Fire. All right, guys. <laughs> so we, we have decided that we feel it's fair. Adam, I was... Sh- Actually pl- pleased and yet a little shocked to hear that you felt it was too harsh, but we all understand. So now, segment two. But I think before we move forward, it came down at six games. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the NFL still has an opportunity to they have two to, more hours. To appeal. They have till four, uh, to five o'clock today. Roger Goodell could say, I'm, we, this is a, this is a, it's egregious. It's paltry. I'm not going to stand for six games. And I think there ought to be more. That's why I feel the, again, I don't want to say the NFL got it right, but by hiring an independent arbitrator, former federal judge, she did say, you're in dipshit. You move the goalposts every time because you're too emotional. But you they want, and so, and they, and standard. will they continue being the dip? Forgive me, Father. Will they still forgive me? <laughs> will they continue being the dipshit and say, since I'm a dipshit, we we'll want we want we want yeah. the entire year. Okay, we want the entire year. We think that she got it wrong, we got it right, and we need to do more. And Even that, though we agreed to this. So so you're sorry, so part of the reason why they hired Sue L. Robinson is because they wanted to take how emotionally sensitive Goodell is. Out of the equation. Yes. In order to do that, he has to keep his mouth shut and accept her ruling. I wouldn't be surprised if he came back with something and just threw everything, uh, just just threw a monkey wrench in the system. We have a couple of hours to find out, but I just wanted to throw that out there. So, because, Well, that's the other thing mm-hmm. is that if he says something, the NFLPA is going to fire right back. Oh, I'm sure. But they do have it until, I think, Thursday? No, today. Today. Okay, today. He has two hours left. Okay, two uh, hours. I'm, looking at, I'm seeing 24 hours as of this morning, so I think if it's done by the end of the day today, they're good. Okay. Well, I just wanted to put that out there, that it, it we're talking six games. It came down at, because at six that's games. Because that's the other thing, too. Sue L. Robson said, technically, I could have given you zero mm-hmm. games because you're a first-time offender. You sat out last year. But you were not on the it, like you were. It was something with was was he on the commissioner's exempt list or was he not? I forget what that was. But that was like a Texans choice to sit him out. That wasn't a Goodell choice. So she even came out and said, technically, I I you know six games only because you weren't suspend. That's what it was. He wasn't suspended last year. And she said. She rejected the NFL's recommendation that Watson be suspended for at least the 2022 season because there was no basis in the policy that they have for a penalty that, quote-unquote, stiff for what she deemed as nonviolent conduct. So there's no basis in the policy. That's why 
she didn't go with the NFL's recommendation because it was a policy issue relative mm-hmm. to the policy. But I, I'm just saying. And that's where these commissioners, yeah. people like Goodell, who really was, I mean, as much as the guy, you know, we give him a hard time, he, an NFL intern, I think with the Jets, worked his way up the system mm-hmm. to become commissioner. But when it comes to understanding the law, he has no background. He may have taken one class. So did I. I'm not a lawyer. You know, like. That's why I think it's. I was listening to uh, several persons last night on ESPN. Um, I'm not going to call their names because I don't want to. But they were really going after suit after the judge saying, how could she do this? How, how could she do this? She's a female. How could she do exactly. this? How could she do this? Doesn't she understand that after everything we fought, fought for? And, and how could she do that? I would love for the federal judge to go on to one of those talk shows. Oh, yeah. Oh, please. That would be so great. I was, I really, I was, because then when I got on Instagram, people were just, I'll call her name, Sarah Spain. Love her. I think she's great. Um, Her perspective, I think, is skewed, and I understand the emotion and all that. But I was you're talking the same Sarah Spain who the only reason she was hired by ESPN Chicago is because she sold herself in an auction when the Bears went to the Super Bowl. I have no idea about that. Like I said, you have all of this information. What what are you (laughs) talking about? I don't know. She literally auctioned herself off at a bar with a date with somebody. She's on her own. She's on her own. Was it for charity, though? Who knows? I mean, well, you was there should mas- know. Was there, wait, I forget, but that's wait, the was there a ma- was there massage involved? I, I don't know, but I I know she had the puppets out and going around. The, wait, what? Going around the oh ho- boobies. Oh, did we go around the horn? I didn't, uh, hold on. I, when did bo- when did puppets become a word for boobs? I don't know. I just. Some things just come to mind. Okay, I like it. We'll just, it's I like, stream of consciousness. So. Henceforth, going forward in store on air, puppets are not boobs. Okay. Can we do hand I puppets? Like it. Who knows? <laughs> You're way off the rails. But yeah, all right. So anyway. So, so, so again, no, I, yes. I, I think that would be, you talk about great theater and, uh, and, 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 but I think it would really get to the heart and why, why she ruled the way she did, and then be able to speak to persons. Because I think we get into gender politics, identity politics. She looked at the letter of the law and the policy. Because as an individual, as a woman, as a person, she said she thinks he did it. Predatory. That's what she said. But she had to go by the letter the agreement that they had in place. I would love to see something like that. That's going to be a book one day. Yeah, I would love that. Would oh I would God. buy that book. I would, I would buy that book. I would want to narrate that book. <clears throat> yes, I'd love to narrate that book. <laughs> so, all right. Now, our Browns predictions was, David, you had the Browns going 9-8. and eight. I had the Browns going 14-3. and three. Adam, you had them going 17-0 and, and winning the Super Bowl. Okay, I did not. All right. Let me. So I wasn't with you guys. Let me see the schedule real quick. I'll run through it real quick, just so I'm kind of on the same page. Okay. okay so this is real quick. So I don't see anyone but the Packers winning the Super Bowl. So. I really. I. I don't say. I think the Packers are going to win this year. Uh, it, it's not like that's a stretch. Like yeah, they lost in one receiver, but it's Aaron Rodgers. Aaron, uh, Alan Lazard is going to be a top ten receiver this year. Uh, so at Carolina, they'll win. Baker will look like crap. Uh, Jets, they'll win. Pittsburgh, they'll win. At Atlanta, they'll win. Come on, man. Come on, man. It's it's Thursday Night Football. It's week three, and the Browns have a better team than Pittsburgh right now. Uh, At Atlanta, okay, so win, win, 
win, 3-0. and uh, 4-0, SD, I'm assuming that's LA Chargers. Yeah. Okay. I think they lose to the Chargers. I think they lose to the Patriots. So they're at 4-2. I think they lose to Baltimore. So 4-3, and three, that's Deshaun's first game in. So I think there's going to be a – it's been two years since he's played football. Yep. So uh, I think they beat Cincy on Monday night. So they're at 5-3. and three. Take the bye. Beat Miami. Lose to Buffalo. So six and four. Beat Tampa. Destroy Houston. I think Deshaun is going to destroy oh, them. Massage them. <laughs> was that with yep. a hand job? Yep. So uh, that's eight and four. Honestly, I think they could win out at that point. So you can see them going thirteen and four. I can see them going thirteen and four. The Baltimore, the, Nick, the Baltimore the game, Kool Aid. I'm talking about the Baltimore. The at Cincinnati game will oh, be interesting. Yeah. And that I believe is Monday Night Football at Cincinnati. Uh, no, the first game is the Monday first game Night. is okay. Yeah, not the second. Okay, yeah, but uh, yeah, they. I, who knows? They, they. I think they're doing flex scheduling, not with Monday night, maybe yeah. on Sunday or whatever. Yeah, I think so they win. The, I think they 13, win the division. Thirteen and four, winning, winning the division. division. Wow. And see what this changes for me is one. I completely like when I took all this into account. It's like all right, six games. No, I completely forgot that he sat out all last year. So. I was just telling David earlier that Baker has a way of creating drama and a chip on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. So as much last week as I was confident, like, oh, yeah, Browns will win, whatever. Now that this ruling has come out and he's hearing that people think it's unfair, or this, that, whatever, he's going to somehow twist it to fuel him. Is he going to be starting week one? I don't know. But I can see, we see it all the time, that just these weird things I still think the Browns will win, but man, I'm not as sure anymore because just the micro machine that is Baker. He he could just. I don't think Baker starts actually. That that's Darnold has looked. Everything I've read, Darnold has looked a lot better and more efficient in camp than Baker has. Hopefully. Well, I heard something. I was watching. It was either Get Up or First Take or something. And someone asked how they were doing, and they were saying that in the in the two-minute drill or end zone that Baker threw for for three touchdowns, Darnold threw for nothing, and they they were trying to find a way to separate the, the two. And it was pretty pretty much neck and neck, but they were saying just based on what they had seen that it seemed like Baker <clears throat> was more productive um, in the uh, – in the in the twenty, that was one day I saw another day where it was completely flipped. Where Baker threw like a trash interview. Yeah. Mm. Why? Well, well, I'm not a Baker fan anyway. I think I am in a sense. I think I do think the Browns kind of did do him dirty because I've, I'm not a Browns fan, but living in Ohio, I have a bunch of friends who are Browns fans. I've followed the Browns, and I do root for them because for one, I just got tired of seeing my friends cry every Sunday. Isn't that isn't that terrible? It is. I mean, I am a Patriots fan, Green Door through I, and through. I go to church, and I have to. I really have to pray for people because. Right. They're just—it's terrible the the following Sunday, and then they're they have so much hope, and then their hopes get dashed year after year. Nick, and I, in I the know weirdest ways, the weirdest like the Baltimore game, for example, a couple years ago, all the Browns have to do is take like a thirty-three yard field goal to win, but they don't. It gets blocked, and the Ravens return it for a touchdown. I laughed at that. I was like, that, "That's a new one for look, him." Look at Nick's face you right now. To laugh, look, even look. as a Browns fan, because it's just the only way that you'll feel right. Good. Yeah, it, it, it's I, I I don't get too impassioned about it. Like I like to see my Browns win, but when they lose, I I I become conditioned to the numbness, <laughs> where it's like, all right, it can only get better. Like 
Sounds like an abusive relationship. <laughs> it is. And then and then you get a little light. They start to change. They get a quarterback. Yes. Who wins games. He's He is a blue-collar guy. He embraces the city. He opened the beer cage. He cut the lock himself. Which was, or it was, then it was three years ago today that he was at the... Today. At the then Indians game where he, you know... He cracked the can of beer open and he shotgunned it, and that that you know set the Freddie Kitchens era on. Fire. Oh, that was great! But let, let's if, if take away all the off the field stuff, even with Baker, take away all the off the field stuff. If you have the same roster for the Browns and you have Deshaun Watson or Baker Mayfield quarterbacking, is it worth giving up what the Browns gave up? Is the difference that much? Yes, exactly. And you didn't even have to think about that. Baker was a great guy, and I like Baker for everything he did for the city. But I like underdog stories. Yeah, yeah it's a is. great story. And now he's set up for a great underdog story. No, they thought I couldn't do it. Deshaun Watson, Baker Mayfield. It's, it's not even a, a discussion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And see, as we were talking earlier, yes, he played Bama twice for the national championship. He won one, but both times he was the best player on the field. You without question. I thought you were talking about Baker for a second. I'm like, when did that happen? No, he, you know, and and I I forget the one where it was the first time where he came back and lost, but he he has that it factor where it reminds me of like a 1980s Michael Jordan where he was still a kid learning to play, and then the next year he came back and he just, he owned Bama. And you never see, outside of like what Joe Burrow did in 19, you never see anyone do that to Bama. And it remind, he reminds me of when Vince Young came into the horseshoe. And it was... You okay, Adam? Bobby I don't like thinking about that game. Quote, you know, Vince Young is going to walk in and our goal is to make, is so that when he leaves, he's no longer a Heisman candidate. Dude strutted out. He, uh, you can't deny what Vince did, and that's the thing about Deshaun had so many comparisons of Vince, and he has that swag, that it factor, where it's like he just does he doesn't get rattled. And as I'm saying that, he he sits an entire year. Now I found out that part of what Sue L. Robinson said is that he can't even practice for six weeks. The first six weeks, he has to stay away. So I look at the first two, his first two games back at Baltimore, home for Cincinnati. Holy cow, those are going to be hyped. At Baltimore will be interesting because you have, there's a good comparison between Lamar Jackson and Watson. Very similar. I think Watson has a, don't think, Watson definitely has a much better arm than Lamar Jackson does. Mm -hmm. He's much more of a traditional NFL quarterback. But he has the, he he has got the running ability of Jackson if he chooses to, but he doesn't need to. You play Lamar Jackson as a defense, you're not nearly as scared of his arm as you are his legs. Deshaun Watson, you have to make the choice. Do you want him to kill you in the air or kill you on the ground? It's going to be one of the two. It's hard to balance that. Mm-hmm. I, I can't wait. Here's the one thing. The AFC North is going to be so damn interesting now. Yes. And for the craziest part of it, the one team that we're not really talking about because of the the talent around 
Sorry, David. Watch yourself. I, I, I'm just, I, I felt no, it in the spirit. You've, had, you've, had, you've had 20 years. <laughs> like, whenever Roethlisberger was drafted, it's like, oh, six. 18 years. So you've had 18 years yeah, of running, 18. Yeah, <laughs> running that division, basically. It's time for the other ones to finally step up and take over and have a true battle in that league. The Ravens-Steelers games back in the mid-2010s were some of the best games ever. Wow. I want to see that with the Browns and the Ravens and the Browns and Browns and Bengals for the next five years is going to be lit. The Battle of Ohio is back. Blah. Yeah, say blah. Blah. Say blah at the bottom of the division. With my (laughs) prediction, I had the Browns going 14 and three, but those two first, those first two games, if they, I had them winning at Baltimore at Cincinnati, knowing that Watson can't be around, he can't even practice, like, all right, you know what's can he is he going to be how's he going to train on his own and that's where Madden I exactly you know uh, no, but for real Madden yeah with Kyler Murray you know no 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 play Madden no, because Madden has the obviously it's not real we know that but Madden is about the closest thing you're going to get to recognizing tendencies yeah like they study that stuff for a year and they're pretty damn close on it. And yet, it's also like he hasn't been in a live game, which I don't think that's really going to affect him. Like maybe the first series, the he'll play preseason. He, he can still play preseason. Ah, oh, okay. So he'll get he'll knock off a lot of that rust in that preseason game. Obviously, you risk injury, but I at this point, forgot about that preseason. And you know what? I I feel fine. I feel it makes me feel fine that when he comes back. It's just it, it's it's going to be a celebration at Baltimore, man, man. How much fun are those fans going to have? Oh yeah, oh that yeah. That, that game is going to be a blast. Is that is that Monday night game? No, that's no, that's that, Cincinnati. That's yeah. right. Yeah, it, but it's at Baltimore. And I, I'm I'm just sitting here because think about the rust and he's been off you know a year or something something like that. Um, when you're when you're a baller, he'll man. have the rust massaged off. Yeah. <laughs> When you are a baller like that, no pun intended, <clears throat> when you have this the elite skill set that he has, the it factor, the, I don't think there's going to be as much rust or ha- having to see legs as as persons think because I, I, I think his legs are going to be fresh. I think he, I think he's going to be so driven um, to prove to prove a point. I think he'll be overhyped more than anything. They have to pull him back. Because he's he's an extremely gifted um, individual. I like the way you framed that. Not rusty, rested. Yeah, he is. How many quarterbacks in the NFL banged up? Not not including people who got injured for a long yeah. time, did to sit out and rest their body for a year and a half and get massaged <laughs> in the prime of their career. Which is one of the reasons why I liked him over Baker because he is a year younger than Baker with. One more year of NFL experience. I'm sitting here getting uh, as a as a Steelers fan. I'm sitting here. I'm getting scared. Should be because knowing the Browns do have a very good team. Their defense is. Don't forget about the other two teams. Yeah. That division's going to be rough. And I, uh, I, I'm, right. I'm afraid. I'm, I'm afraid. It's all right. You got Kenny Pickett. You'll be fine. <laughs> I got we got Mitchie, which and that's the thing. I'm putting too much on Deshaun because 
the whole reason why I love this Browns team is Nick Chubb. Like, so how, how do you how do you alleviate the pressure? You hand the ball off to Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. It's, it's not just Nick Chubb. It's also not just Kareem Hunt. Uh, was it Deontay Ernest? Uh, Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson, yeah. He, he had the one game last. He looked like a baller, too. You have a trio of good running backs. I'm going to go four running backs because this James Ford that they drafted out of Cincinnati, he was a like a four or a four-and-a-half star recruit who originally went to Alabama. I don't know why things didn't work out there, but what I see is, all right, at one point he had it. Mm-hmm. So what – can they find it? I mean, that's the thing. It's like first six weeks, guys. Use your running backs. Just help Jacoby. Use your running backs. He can manage the game well. Mm-hmm. He won't. Jacoby won't lose won't the lose game. Games. He, he may not games. be the one to win the game for he you. Won't, he won't. But you he, don't need he, him he's to. Steady. And don't forget, steady. we we yeah. we haven't mentioned Amari Cooper yet. Yeah. Who's that? Amari Cooper, damn good receiver. Mm. Watson and Cooper is gonna be an electric duo. It's gonna be fun. That is going to be fun. This is really going to be painful for me to watch. It's going to hurt. And, and, and all all the grief I've given Browns fans, I've been here since nineteen. Deservedly so, though. Oh, I've been I've been dishing it out. But you know what? I can take it. I can take yeah. it. You again, eighteen years of the Steelers being at the top, and you got Browns. Y'all better bring it. Because if you don't, if you don't, you're yep. going to hear it from me. And that, that that is the other thing. It's like if you don't. If this like all right, th- thank you, Baker. Thank you. You came in. You did great things. You took us to the to playoffs. playoffs. You know, we won a game. Granted, the best quarterback on the field that game was Ben Roethlisberger because he threw more touchdown passes than Baker did. Watch it. Watch it. But that's almost thank sacrilegious. You, Baker, <laughs> if this does not work out with Watson, who we've seen play at an, did he win an MVP? I Watson? I don't think so. No. no. Very close though. Like that twenty nineteen. I think season. it was in an MB- MVP conversation. He's been in the conversation, but but has in the history of the well in the history of the Browns but in the recent history, has there been a quarterback as skilled and talented as Deshaun Watson? No, I don't think there's ever been a quarterback as talented for the Browns. So that's you know, and so if it does not work out in Cleveland, it's like this franchise really is cursed. This is the best this franchise has ever been set up since they came Period. back. Since they came back, yeah. that, that, that's why I was having Deshaun Watson there. If the Browns can't get it done now. Well, and that's something that we talked about earlier mm. is how these players, they are, you know, it's just like kids on a playground. Like you have your friends and your cool kids and that kid and these kids. Deshaun Watson is one of the coolest of cool kids in the NFL. Players want to play with him because he just has that it. So... It makes your franchise. That's the thing. You're, I, as I'm talking myself into it, the line is going to want to block harder. The running backs are going to want to run harder. The defense will play harder because it, you become a family. Um, we hear that all the time with sports, and you know, I those two, those first two games of him coming back are just. I have them now circled as just mega games because. That they will be the tone setters. I mean, there's one thing we have not mentioned once: Browns defense. Yeah, you have, in my opinion, the second best defensive player in the game behind Aaron Donald. You got Denzel Ward. I think they just signed him to another big deal. 
You have Greedy Williams, who has talent, whether it actually shows up or not. Yeah. But that Browns defense, uh, who, whatever, that, the, 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 the long name guy from Notre Dame. J-O-K. Yeah, J-O-K. But there's a solid defense there, too. So it's not like Deshaun Watson has to score 40 points a game either. If that defense plays to the level of potential that they should, they only with, need to score twenty one. Right, with Garrett and Clowney on the end, that's why I think yeah, with Garrett and uh, with Garrett and Clowney, that's why I, I, the defense I, I think is the the unsung or unspoken. Yeah, that they that everyone's got to be concerned yeah. about, and if they can just hold, if they can hold it down, um, Brissett not blow anything, which you don't think he will, and then you know Watson comes back. It it could be it could be scary, and you guys. Well, you'll be happy, Nick. I'll be happy. I, I root for the Browns. I'm yeah, not a Browns just, fan, but yes, that, that, that's that's a good way of putting remember it. Remember the that's, season yeah. where they went zero and sixteen, or it may have been the season after when their kicker was just like they they had the tie game. So it wasn't yeah, sixteen. It wasn't so they tied the game with Pittsburgh as the kicker, and so. It's plagued the Browns. So, like, they spent, what, a fifth-round draft pick on a kicker this year? Hey, I'm all for it. Yes. Yeah, that's that could be the unsung draft pick. Someone that's finally stable with offense and defense. But, ladies and gentlemen, this concludes our AFC North podcast preview podcast update. I'm your host, Nick Savko, along with... Fryer, David Carter. And deep fryer, <laughs> Adam Dell. Thank you. Appreciate it. I should say air fryer.